What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome back to episode <clears throat> number eight on For the Love of Games. Uh, my name is Eason, your weekly host, and I'm here with my new guest, a, a newer friend in his <clears throat> office, actually. It's a new place. Everything's new. Um, but, yeah, I'm here with Caleb, uh, my pal. Uh, Caleb, introduce yourself. Hey, uh, my name is Caleb. I'm the worship and young adults pastor uh, at the Tabernacle Church here in Atlanta, Georgia. And Eason is awesome. And I just met him like a month ago, probably. And we've already, up here. Yeah, we already have a good friendship and I'm excited to be on this podcast and I hope I hope I give good answers. <laughs> well, uh, Caleb, just like last week, I've got another PK on the <clears throat> podcast. Yeah. Last week I had another worship pastor, Pastor Peyton. Uh, he was a fourth generation PK. Yeah. Uh, so tell us about like, you know, your life in ministry I know your dad has been a pastor for a while, so yeah. tell us about growing up in that and how you grew up in in your youth ministry. Yeah, so uh, like you mentioned, I am a pastor's kid, have been my whole life. <clears throat> I have an older sister and an older brother. We're all pastor's kids. All have been pastor's kids our whole life. Mom and dad. Dad went into ministry 18, 19 years old. He's in his 50s now. Uh, sorry, dad. Uh, but, um, you know... I, a lot of people say like, I've heard a lot of pastors' kids talk about how like how they hated growing up with like being a PK, and they hated um, the fact that their parents were pastors and they were in ministry. I didn't. I honestly loved it. <laughs> like, I had no problem with it. Um, so I still don't. Um, there's <clears throat> like a there's like a like a a duality. Yeah. Of like, there's like half the pastors' kids are like wildin'. Yeah. And out here living <laughs> living like heathens. Yeah. No. And we, the other half are like, I'm going into ministry and yeah. I'm in Bible college right yeah. now. No, we all are <laughs> acting like heathens. Uh just half of us cover it up well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um everybody's acting like a heathen. No, so yeah, um I have loved growing up in the ministry. Um some people are like like some some Singers and songwriters, their kids are like killing it, like Will Smith, Jaden Smith, and it's like he grew up in it, so that's like it's like in his blood. That's how it is with church and just ministry for me. Um, and I call that the business, quote unquote, the business side of ministry, because there's obviously you can you can know how to run a church and not know Jesus at all. So, uh, but I I have really loved it. I've loved being a part of church. I have always loved youth ministry and then within this last year had a real heart also for young adult ministry and then past couple of years worship so that's cool yeah man so you grew up in a different district of the particular denomination that we are a part of uh yeah you're from <clears throat> Florida Florida uh how is that different you know i've had if anybody's been a long time listener uh you remember my friend Marky Mark, uh, Markwell, who's from Alabama, oh. and we talked about a similar game that we played at our camp. 
but they still play at their camp. The, if anybody remembers back to the Tube Mania episode, Steal the Bacon. Um, it's Steal the Bacon yeah. is what they play, yeah. and it's the same thing. Yeah, same we've thing. talked about this before. That it's is... the same thing. Kids still break their collarbones. Yeah, my cousin broke his jaw. Yeah, literally watched him break his jaw. <clears throat> uh, yeah, we called it. We called it Steal the Bacon, but it's the exact same thing. We we changed the thing that you go get to like. The little balls that are in the ball pits. Yeah. Now we call that steal the bacon. Same uh, okay. premise. Yeah. But yeah, we had a. We made it something that was a lot harder for them to fight over <laughs> and hurt themselves with. Yeah. We would have. I've seen some legit, some brutal stuff, in uh, in steal the bacon or two mania. My legit, I saw my cousin break his jaw. He, him, and the same kid from our team. They like, it was two teams, our team and another team, and we split up like, on in four different directions mm-hmm. and so our team was facing each other and then the other two teams were coming in there across the other way and I sounded the whistle at this point it's like all the high school guys or something like that uh-huh. and they ran and I told my cousin to kick the two like the golden two that had the most points or something and to go and then we I would just run and grab it and uh, instead he went down to grab it and this dude on our team coming the opposite direction so they're running right at each other Literally same size, and my cousin was like a wrestler, bodybuilder dude. This dude was big too. <laughs> they ran in literally just face on face. Boom. Ooh. And it's not like one ran the other one over. They literally just boom and just stopped. And my cousin my cousin goes, Caleb, I think I broke my jaw. And I look at him like, okay. And I literally just kept playing the game. <laughs> and he goes, no, I'm serious. And I turn around and he's spitting out blood. Oh. And I was like, oh dear God. <laughs> like, that is happened. legit. Almost exactly the same reason, same thing that happened when we stopped Tube Mania, except... Oh, Florida still plays it. (laughs) Yeah. See, for us, one of our youth pastors caught it on video. Oh, I've heard this And the district superintendent saw it and asked our district youth director, Hey, we don't play this game at our camp, do we? Yeah. To which our district youth director replied, That is our camp. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, there so you go. <laughs> that's the kind of thing. That's yeah. the kind of thing we talk about on here. But mainly, right now in our next section of the podcast, uh, I asked the question: What is your favorite game that you play? Oh man! Um, like growing up at camp in high school in camp. Yeah. Like either at your youth, just <clears throat> Wednesday night regular service, like pre-service game. Yeah. Or like at camp, what was like? What's your favorite oh, man. one? Your go-to Bro, that you love have, to play? We have done some stupid stuff. <laughs> um, when I was in, even when I was in high school, I was a student leader, so I always kind of had a hand in oh, yeah. helping do that. And um, I was blessed by um, the Penn Florida's previous DYD Al Force. He was like a second dad to me, so I got to go to camp and be an intern way before I was even allowed to. So I always kind of had a hand in it and saw how it happened. This one's real simple. It's just blacklight dodgeball. Ah, that was always at at Penn Florida, man. Especially, uh, it was always week two of Penn Florida camp. This church, Evangel Temple, shout out Etag. Uh, they're like a second family, but they're like stacked with like athletes. Every person in their youth mm-hmm. group is an athlete. Yeah, I know a lot of people yeah. from that church. So yeah, they're so, all very they're large in, athletes. Yeah, they're incredible. So. When they would play dodgeball, even their leaders, oh my gosh, it just got so intense. And I, I'm a real competitive guy. Um, 
and so I can get really into it. And I just thought Blacklight Dodgeball was always so fun. Obviously, lights off, black light, the balls are glowing in the dark, you got music just blaring, it was just a lot of fun. Uh, that one, Still the Bacon, was always fun. Man, I don't know. And that's, so something that we talk about a lot mm-hmm. on this podcast is the, like, effect that a game has. Because what it's all about is, like, why do we play them? Yeah. Because, like, there's multiple reasons. Yeah. It's, like, because you're trying to accomplish something. Yeah. And what are you trying to accomplish? That's one where it's, like, we're just trying to have fun. Yeah. And most of the games are, that's what we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. We're trying to make an environment where kids will be sitting here after they've graduated and moved away. And we're, like, man, that was fun. Yeah. To go to that camp. Yeah. And for me, man... The games are, I love Penn, Florida, and uh, the games were literally so much fun. Mm-hmm. And But we all knew, hey, these games are a lot of fun, and I mean, it would be crazy. But we were so excited <clears throat> about the service that night. And so for me, while the games, and I won't like try to get all like super <laughs> spiritual, but um, while the games were a lot of fun, I agree, like, I remember the games, but then it helps, it also kind of, in a way, helps me remember, oh man, I remember that mm-hmm. summer, and I remember when God did this at this service in my life. For me, one of the things is, I remember <laughs> when I wasn't struggling with, like, identity or, like, self-worth or anything, I just was like, God, I've always heard you love me, and I believe it, but I just want to feel your embrace. And I had my eyes closed, I had my arms open wide and I was like God I just want to feel your embrace and God walked I, I literally remember my eyes were closed I remember feeling someone coming up and hugging me and I just felt like this heat this warmth and I was like who's hugging me <laughs> and I, like I literally felt in a sense someone wrap around me and open my eyes and there was not one person within like 10 feet of me I was like oh, oh wow. my gosh <laughs> it, was, it was insane so, dang yeah folks get we're spiritual. getting we're getting all spiritual on the podcast <laughs> this week we're going to take up a love offering at the end for yeah. Pastor. Go ahead and get it ready. Uh, <laughs> but, no, that, I mean, that makes a valid point that there's some kids that they're just like, I want to come because it's fun. Yeah. And so what you got to do is you got to get them there. Yeah, So absolutely. that they can have an experience like that. Yeah. That's what I always say. Yeah. I'm like, how, how are you going to get them there? However you can't just tell them, hey, guys, come to this thing where yeah. you're going to meet Jesus, who you've never heard anything yeah. about, and he's going to change yeah. your life. Exactly. And these high school kids are going to be like, what are you yeah. talking about? It? Video Instead of saying, hey, guys, come to this thing where you can throw <laughs> <laughs> toilet paper wrapped in duct tape at each other. Absolutely. I have done that. <laughs> toilet paper, toilet paper, dodgeball. But yeah, Matt, this is the first time we've had I've had a guest bring a game that like everyone already knows, honestly. Yeah. Because all the other games are like games yeah. that are weird and they're only played at camp or yeah. pre-service. But uh, this makes a point that you can just play some random game that like everybody knows how to play yeah. and make it fun. People, I feel like we try to. We try to come up with the craziest stuff. Yeah, we're sometimes. It's so complicated. It's like, man, if you'll take the simplest thing. Guys, Steal the Bacon, Tube Mania, is literally a bunch of inner tubes in the middle. Well, Go get us, all of these. Go get all of them. And bring them back. And it's, it's still, literally. It's still the biggest game the simplest about. Th- You can play games that, like, everyone knows. Yeah. Like, basketball or 
dodgeball. Yeah. Um, that was like the thing at yeah, camp. Absolutely. Was always dodgeball, mm-hmm. and there was this one time when, like, if you hype the kids up about anything, they're gonna do it. Yeah. So we hyped these board. kids up about playing dodgeball by so I was in the band. Yeah. And it was literally all we did was say, "Hey, we're gonna have one game of dodgeball." Where every kid in camp goes up against just us. Yeah, we've done that. And it was like six guys yeah. from my college. And we still destroyed them. But they were all so excited to play. And it was, was literally every kid in the camp was on yeah, the team. I was a part of a leader leader team one and do- once in dodgeball as well. And, and they we, got super excited. And we, it was just the best. Everybody. I love when kids get excited about things. Yeah. Because it's super lit. And then that night at camp was the most lit night. Yeah. Because they, like, saw us as the band, the people that were on the stage, and they were like, these guys are cool. So they started paying attention mm-hmm. to the front of the stage. And they yeah. were like, oh, they're actually, like, worshiping. Yeah. And so we're going to worship, too. That relationship. And so if the, if you, like, as a leader... Sometimes you got to destroy the kids in a game <laughs> to get their respect yeah. so that they can be like, wow, this person is lit and they're lit for Jesus. Yeah. So I'm going to be lit yeah, for man, Jesus. I think it's just that like you, like you're hitting. Oh no, I just knocked over your thing. It's okay. It's like super, my desk, for everyone listening, my desk is falling apart. Um, yeah, I literally and, just and broke it right there. <laughs> everything on my desk is too. But, um, <laughs> like you were hinting at, man, I think that relationship, just relationship in general is so important and that's something I've always kind of been taught and I'm realizing it more now is like you said <clears throat> you guys went out and we're playing dodgeball with them hey everybody against six of us dudes like whether you win or not you now have that relationship yeah there's them. a little bit of respect there now yeah and like so, oh these guys then later are that win. night when they see oh man those are the guys that were so cool earlier that relationship is there they're worshiping man I kind of Mm-hmm. I kind of it's kind of sick. Yeah, because some like some kids have never seen people that like actually know Jesus. Yeah, because they live in homes that aren't Christian, and they like. And that's why it's so important for us as leaders to make sure that in everything we do, we're setting that example. Because mm-hmm. um, one of my mentors said, uh, he said the greatest persuasion is demonstration. Yep. So, if it wasn't for him in worship, uh, like I have that relationship with him. And now I, in a sense, almost kind of like, quote unquote, study him and like, and not like actually study him, but you know, like, okay, how is, what's he doing? How is he moving in this direction? Like what's even like stuff behind the scenes? Okay. How does he handle these situations? But it's because I have that relationship with him and he's, he has demonstrated what it really means to do this and how to do it right and do it with the Lord and stuff. So I think that relationships are super important. Oh yeah. Hey, welcome back to the, uh. To the deep theological <laughs> youth ministry podcast. That's me, bro. I'll find anything. <laughs> That's how you know you're a preacher. Oh, yeah. You find when you'll preach about anything. Yeah, you can find a sermon out of anything. Oh, well, we're going to end this episode right here. But before we go, I'm going to start a new thing that uh, I've been inspired by my favorite podcast. Uh, it's called Church Stories. Go look them up. They're hilarious. But we're going to end this episode with praise reports. Okay. So it can be something like lighthearted. And silly or serious or whatever, you're probably gonna go the serious route. I don't know. But uh, I'm I'll go first. Um, my praise report is that 
I get to watch the Super Bowl tonight and eat as much pizza as I can stand. Yeah. Because I love pizza. <laughs> and it's free. Yeah, bro. And so, free food? Shoot. Um, I don't know. I am watching the Super Bowl tonight as well, and I'm going to tear some food up. Uh, I think for me, it's silly and serious. So God has really stretched my faith in giving lately in the last within the last year, uh-huh. and um, I won't go into all that because I could preach about it. But <laughs> uh, but He's really stretched my faith, and so I kind of made this faith promise that our church did this last this past Sunday with Vision Sunday, and we give a week one time offering for the vision of the house or monthly, and I, I chose to do monthly, and I had a set number, and I was like, okay, I can do that. I have no problem doing that monthly. And then God, this week, kind of stretched my faith. I was like, oh, dear God. <laughs> I was like, I cannot do that number. And um, and he's like, he basically was like, do you trust me? And so I was like, okay, okay, God, I'm going to trust you. You know, that scared me a little bit. I'm going to trust you. So I did it, and today he's already been given. It will be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, uh, no, uh, running over. He's already kind of pouring back into my, my life financially, which I need it right now. Uh, so he's helping me out, but it wasn't even as much as I gave, but it's still more than I more than I had at the moment. So I was like, "Thank you, Lord." <laughs> so there's my seat. I, I think uh, everything. Not you. T- <laughs> hey, bro, it's fine. You took everything I'm seriously. Like, We're gonna have to have you back again so that we can like. I'm either a joke. Bring ourselves so back serious. to the center so that we can not just go completely comical. But yeah, so Caleb, thanks for joining me. Love you, man. Um, everybody, thanks for listening. If you made it this far. Uh, this is the longest podcast we've done, but it's been very lit. So, yeah, join us next week. Uh, see you then.